everybody wants to grow their Amazon sales. That's probably why you're subscribed to my podcast most likely. There's two fundamental ways to grow Amazon sales. The first is to increase your traffic and the second is improve your conversion rates. Everything I talk about in today's video will be in line with that so that you can also create your own strategies to grow your Amazon sales. When you first go to my website, myamazonguy.com, I, I ask a question. Do you want to grow your Amazon sales or solve a problem? And there's a reason why we've rebranded this direction. It's, it's very apparent that most Amazon sellers either really are hyper-focused on growing sales or they've got a problem to solve that's preventing their sales growth. So that's kind of why uh, we're focused in this way. Well, inside of growing your sales, there's everything from PPC, which is pay-per-click advertising, search engine optimization, design, catalog management. If you've got a problem, it's because you got a listing yank, you got problems with all kinds of different issues that go on Amazon, whether it's a hidden suppression, you name it, all these things can happen. So we offer full service management and we cover every one of these areas to grow your Amazon sales. When you're trying to increase your traffic on Amazon, there's usually two primary methods. That's pay-per-click advertising and search engine optimization. Inside of conversion rates, there's cataloging, merchandising, design, like A-plus content. So if you were to simply put uh, everything that you need to do, it's if you get more traffic and improve your conversion rates, your sales are likely going to go up. And I think it's easier to grow the traffic than it is to improve the conversion rates. Usually when I look at an account's uh, it's, it's often low traffic that's the barrier to growing sales. So that's where I would generally focus first is on that pay-per-click advertising and search engine optimization. Um, now, with that said, the fastest way to grow Amazon sales is typically add more products to Amazon as a platform or increase your advertising. Search engine optimization is a little bit slower. Uh, it's more of a longer term investment. And, and even if you have the best design in the world or you manage your catalog well, if nobody's visiting, uh, it doesn't, doesn't convert them, unfortunately, because they're not showing up to begin with. So uh, the best way to diversify your business, though, is to sell on new marketplaces and sell in new countries. So if you haven't grown your account yet, put that to the side. That diversification strategy is generally once you've hit that million dollar marker. Um, but once you have exhausted your potential plateau within the US market or wherever you're focused, expand over to Canada, go to the Europe, maybe check out some of these uh, up and coming marketplaces like Japan or the Middle East and Australia. Pretty weak right now, not necessarily something you should hyper focus. Um, but for every three products that launch on Amazon, one is going to fail. The second is likely going to break even, and the third is going to be the successful one. So if you use that one and three ratio as you think about launching new items on Amazon, uh, that's generally a good rule of thumb. And even an expert such as myself, uh, I still get about that same ratio. Now, your goal uh, is to try and maximize the successes, minimize the failures, but no matter what you generally do, 
there's just too many variables and you're going to likely fall into the one in three ratio fails, breaks even, succeeds. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you plan like that, then that factors into your minimum order quantities, how you go about your logistics, how much you invest until you know that that one's going to be successful, that one particular design will be better than the rest. Inside of e-commerce, there are four fundamental goals. This is kind of a little bit of a reword of, of what we've talked about with traffic and conversion. And it's to sell more products to more people more often for more money. And generally speaking, it's that fourth one that's most forgotten, the more money. That's when you got to go in and raise your prices. If you're doing well and you're trying to figure out what else to do and you're like, I don't have more budget for my PPC. I, I think my SEO is good. My design's good and whatnot then maybe just raise your prices. Uh, it's the easiest thing to do, uh, and you can test it, right? Like you can always go raise your prices and see what happens. When you're thinking about your product research, there's a couple of things I like to keep in mind. So this is obviously the best way to grow your sales is to add more products. So start in a category that you understand. If, if you are not a dentist, probably shouldn't be selling eco-friendly dental equipment, right? Or, or toothpicks or uh, floss, right? Like that's, you just have no edge to offer there, in my opinion. Better, you'd be better off focusing on something that you got a hobby in, right? So like, let's say uh, you hike a lot and you know that there's a particular uh, type of knee brace that old fogies need. And you know, everything about that knee brace. Cause you bought five and you know, which ones suck and you know, which ones are good. So keep, keep everything that you do with your product research with that first in mind, don't start with the data, get to the data last before you get to the data, start the category you understand. And second, find a niche, find an underserved niche. Primarily it's easier to be the only seller of something versus being the best of many sellers of something and then use the data to support your choice, right? So like if you've got your ability to uh, find that niche, see that what's going on with, uh, with that particular category and you know lots about it, then you can steamroll that into the data and say, hey, I, I'm really knowledgeable about this. I see the niche opportunity and the data supports me that's when you go and execute it. There are two types of products, in my opinion. There is demand co-op or me too products. So that's when you sell something that a hundred other people are already selling. Now that's the easiest path and it's really been beaten down of late on Amazon. That's why Alibaba and all those other strategies that involve around that have been quite effective for the past five or so years. Increasingly so, though, it's harder to go down the co-op method, the demand co-op that is. And so the second strategy, which is starting to take more popularity, which is demand generation. Now, the downside with demand generation is for every 10 products that launch, probably only one will succeed. But that one product that succeeds, it'll be 100 times the payout. One of my clients uh, is called Chirp. They sell uh, a wheel, and if I can look around, I actually might be able to find it. Not seeing it right now. Found it under my desk here. So this chirp wheel, which I'm holding in my hands, uh, is a little circle, and you just roll your back on it. Chirp just went on Shark Tank, uh, really picking up on sales, highly successful product, and 
They have some patented designs and doing very well for themselves. They, uh, right place, right time, and they also were uh, solving a problem, right? So this is a great product that was a demand generation and now is a co-op demand because there's a lot of competing products now. But as you come up with new products, if you can get that first to market, you're going to be really, really successful. All right, so a core listing has a few different things going for it. Uh, number one, they have a strong main image, right? They've got something that really shines and creates clicks. Uh, they've got six supporting images uh, to make that listing also shine uh, with a lifestyle, an infographic, a product and use shot. They got a video demonstrating the product, show me the banana for scale, show off the brand quality, all that good stuff. They got a title with both SEO and keywords as well as conversion in mind, right? You can't just keyword stuff it. You also have to tell me about the features, but you don't want to tell me about the features that nobody is searching for. You need bullet points that are, are well optimized uh, for both SEO and conversion. And you, and you need A-plus content uh, that takes up as much space as possible, right? Because if you don't take up as much space as possible, which is, by the way, the opposite of what you're supposed to do on a website, normally you'd want to have less space taken and just try and get them down the funnel quicker. But in the case of Amazon, when you go on an Amazon listing, there is just so many competing pieces of noise. It's like you could go down a rabbit hole so fast like you load up you load up on the amazon listing and, and feel free to do this with me like go on to amazon.com right now and go to one of your listings and count just count with me how many different ads show up on your detail page by the time you scroll all the way down and depending on how you count it like you know maybe you get you got some instant recommendations or the compare against or bought together but the way i would count it is every everything that leads somebody away from your page count that as an ad there's going to be like a hundred rabbit holes on your listing. So that's why you have to have A plus content take as much space as possible because you're avoiding people going down one of those rabbit holes, right? So it, it, it behooves you to take up a lot of space, put a lot of content, big images, uh, increase your average order value by having um, a product grid where you compare and contrast some of your products. Uh, make sure that uh, people know all of the things about your brand, your story, why they should buy from you, why your product's better than everybody else's. And then finally, you need um, on your listing some strong reviews. So on my Mama Shark wine glass here, I've got 744 five-star reviews with an average of 4.8. I do not do any review generation strategies beyond the very basic Vine uh, and early reviewer program, and that's because review generation is now the most difficult task any Amazon seller has. Amazon has cracked down on most of the previous working strategies, so I do, no, do not recommend any um, hardcore review generation strategies at this time. Um, <clears throat> so as you go about building out this core listing, there's a couple of advanced things. Uh, parentage, that's where you can see like multiple options where you can compare um, maybe, maybe color, size, quantity, uh, different designs, that kind of thing. And then if you ever need to change your brand name, it's been never been harder to do that 
very, very difficult to change a brand name today on Amazon. So just keep in mind that that's a pretty advanced strategy. Catalog management has never been harder on Amazon. Amazon has robots yanking listings like crazy. Uh, it's impossible to keep up with every single word that they might yank a listing for. The latest one has been circulating around pesticides. I have uh, over 150 active monthly clients at my Amazon guy, and a quarter of them have had to deal with pesticide issues, even though not a single one of my clients actually sells pesticides. So this is one of those things where I have been a crusader, uh, where I give out answer keys to how to pass the pesticides tests and, and freely giving out my trade secrets on how to handle these issues because I think it's just so ridiculous and, and what a waste of business time people have to deal with that. Um, it, it's also, generally speaking, one of the top reasons people hire us at my Amazon guy, which is, you know, go back to my homepage here. When somebody lands on my homepage, I ask, do you want to grow your sales? Or you got a problem to solve, and and this is one of the hottest problems to solve: listing yanks, account suspensions, pesticides issues right now. Um, so if you've got one of those, feel free to contact us. We can do a coaching call and help you out. Um, over 2.5 million accounts this year were suspended on Amazon in the first eight months of 2020. They are suspending listings like crazy, and and generally. Uh, a lot of good actors are being suspended. So let's let's just assume 80% of those were bad actors. And give them, give them the old 80-20 rule on Amazon. Even if that was the case, that's still 20% uh, of, of people who, you know, 500,000 accounts that are just, just getting blatantly pushed to the side in an unfair manner uh, to them. Uh, listing errors are now happening without prejudice. Uh, there's no tools to track or flag or fix them. Uh, hidden suppressions where your item doesn't show up. So if you go to amazon.com, take any of your ASINs and just simply search it in the search box. And if it doesn't show up when you do that, you got a hidden suppression. That's going to be a lot of new information for, for sellers. This is a relatively new problem that's happening on Amazon. Um, we are continuously auditing catalogs for that. That exasperates the problem because the rules keep changing uh, to sell on Amazon. And the rules are not transparent. So Amazon is not passive income. And the Amazon support system at the same time is at an all-time low. You can't even get somebody on the phone. Even if you do, it's the wrong team. And they're speaking a foreign language and just saying, yeah, I'll solve the problem. And then they close your ticket and never help you. Uh, that's a big problem to run your business. So in summary on the catalog management, continuously do audits on your catalog. Make sure it's running smoothly. On the proactive side, I recommend you always be advertising. Amazon PPC is the most controllable, fastest way to grow your brand uh, because you know if you're going to launch a new product, that could be a three to six month process. But if you're running ads, you could have some major changes made in the first 24 hours of issuing a new campaign. Um, even seasonal items can be put in a low bid uh, strategy off season to keep traffic and rankings up. So I recommend advertise every product always. Don't spend your entire annual budget in a week always. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying each product can have a segmented always on budget. And you can hit your goals and your ACoS. And sometimes you may even want to go for a high ACoS, um, advertising cost of spend, if, you've, if you want to show at the top of page one for something that you just need to defend territory on. So um, one, of my, one of my friends, he owns New Wave Swim Buoy, 
and he will always, 100% of the time, bid whatever it takes to be slot one on on a swim buoy. And, and the reason for that is because that is his brand. If, if he loses traction here, then other brands will take over um, this sector, and you always want to have that on. So there could be various different strategies you have with advertising. you got campaigns to launch items that are going to have higher A costs. You might be defensive on your brand. Um, and trying to generate certain strategies in every single type. So run ads every time and run every single ad type. Can't stress this enough. There's so many new ad segmentations that most people don't even know about. There's sponsored display, brand, products, custom headline ads. Run your video ads. Video ads are the hottest thing ever right now. They're so great. You just have to invest in them. You can also write text for display ads now. That might be new for new information for a lot of you. Uh, a lot of different things you can do with PPC. All right, so let's shift over to search engine optimization next. So uh, when it comes to SEO, um, the strategy of set it and forget it is not the strategy when it comes to search engine optimization. By any stretch, it's the complete opposite. But that's what generally people do. So I recommend working on SEO every month, not every skew every month, but each month continue to rework your index keywords. Uh, at my Amazon guy, we have a three phase approach where in phase one, we're doing all the best practices like remove duplicates, remove commas. You don't need pluralization, pepper in a couple Spanish keywords and maximize that 250 characters with a unique field for every single SKU or ASIN. But phase two, uh, we call it the pink word update. Everything that's in your title or your bullets does not need to be in your search term field. But the reason why we keep it in during phase one is because that maximizes the indexing and you do generally wanna go through this process of, of indexing. So after you've done phase one and two, which are indexing focus, phase three is the strike zone update. And that's where you go in and you hyper-focus keywords that are in ranks 20 through 50 to try and push them to the top of page one. Um, it's the hardest strategy, it's the hardest phase, but it pays major dividends because then you're, instead of paying for every single click uh, on those keywords, you earn them, called earn media, if you will, uh, and you want to show up for those words at the top of search. Um, every SKU uh, that shows up at the top of search is pay-per-click advertising. You don't have to spend and indexing for thousands and thousands of keywords. So like how many keywords should your product index for? Anywhere from 500 to 5,000, probably say an average 1,500 um, on average, depending on the category, though it can be drastically different. Uh, and if you got a large parentage, maybe it should be a higher average. But if you always improve the number of words that you show up and search for, the number of index words, that's a great phase one and phase two strategy. But don't forget phase three, go and matriculate those keywords in the strike zone and push those up to the top of page one. Very, very important to do so. A couple of bonus opportunities. You got Amazon Social, Amazon Live, and external traffic. I'm not going to go into detail on those, but if you've done all of the above already and you're looking for that special edge, there are additional programs to check out um, and definitely advise it. Uh, so if you stuck with me this far and you're not currently a client of my Amazon guy, go to myamazonguy.com and check out our full service management. Um, and and you know, maybe you're not ready for that. Hit us up for a coaching call just to check in on your account. But we do we do everything we mentioned on this call for full service management, everything from PPC, SEO which are both traffic generation strategies, as well as everything to improve the conversion rates, design, catalog management. Um, and, and it's really important to focus on both the traffic and the conversion rates, though I did mention traffic is easier. 
especially with all the catalog problems we've seen from Amazon of late. But every one of those services is included in our full service management. So if you're ready, you know, if you're, you're ready to hire your first agency, we're a great agency to hire uh, for your first agency, or, or maybe you've got um, an agency that's in place that you've outgrown, check us out as well. We're a 30 person agency based out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. We share all of our trade secrets openly. So you can, you know, by the time you're done watching or listening to this podcast, there is some level of trust that you might have before you even get on a call with us. And that's because we basically just revealed our full strategy for you on how to grow sales on Amazon, right? Uh, so when you when you start executing with us, we're gonna be executing about the things we just talked about. And and it's not necessarily a secret sauce. It just takes effort, just takes grinding. So my name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of my Amazon guy. Every single person who goes to myamazonguy.com and contacts us and fills out some information, I read every single one of those personally. And I will respond to them um, to help give you opportunities or options to help grow your sales on Amazon or solve a problem, um, whether you got a listing yank, suspension, or otherwise. So feel free to hit that subscribe button if you're not quite ready to hire us. Keep, keep watching, keep listening. We'll keep adding value wherever we can. We're always on the lookout to tell um, stories about you know, other Amazon sellers. So if you got a journey you want to talk to us about, we'd be happy to do that. Just send us an email to podcasts at myamazonguy.com.